Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk, a traditional Wiccan podcast where we will discuss topics affecting the pagan community from a traditionalist perspective. The topics we discuss are picked from our magical hat, and the discussions are unscripted. The talk should be led by Lord Chase Knight Smith, Elder and High Priest of Third Degree, and he's joined by Keegan, First Degree Priestess. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk. I'm Keegan, and with me is Lord Knight. Hi. How you doing, Lord Knight? I'm all right. What's our subject for today? Sex and witchcraft. Okay, what about it? <laughs> Your thoughts on it? Sex is good. Witchcraft is good. <laughs> it's good. I guess it's kind of like, you know, putting your chocolate in your peanut butter. Peanut butter in your chocolate. Uh, you have it your way, I'll have it. <laughs> I, I assume we're going to be a little bit more serious about this in a few minutes, but, you know, that's life. you got to get in the mood. got to get in the mood. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> not happening. Well, sex is a big part of our religion. It's It's there. You, you know, just as well as I do, you know, when you take classes like with us, again, only speaking about our tradition, we tell you to put your mind in the gutter. True. It is part of what we do. But actually having sex? No. Ever? Well, I have sex. I just don't do it inside a circle. I'm assuming you mean this into the context of, and I could be wrong, about, you know, people thinking that to get a degree that you have to have sex with the priest or priestess or both. Right. Not true. I think the rumor is, particularly as traditionalists, you have to have sex as part of the initiation. I don't see that as a part of it. At all. Just of your tradition or in general? Well, I know it's definitely not part of my tradition. If I did, I really missed that class. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because I know what you're talking about. I've, I've heard the conversations before, and I don't, I've never understood where people get that from. I'm sure there might be a few traditions out there, I could be wrong, or a few covens out there that might require that. If you came to me and asked me about it, I would tell you to run for the freaking hills. Mm -hmm. That's never a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Well, what would be the point of that? We don't practice that, but is there a positive to that? Well, the way I look at it, if, because majority of the times we're doing ritual, we do the symbolic great rite, and that's normally the way we do it. Now, if the high priest and priestess want to, I guess, they could do that in the real sense. You know, I would probably suggest that this would be a married couple, 
mainly to keep drama from happening. Uh, I just see doing this would actually cause too much drama in covens. Why do they do it? What's the point behind it? I've never figured it out. You mean, mean the actual great yeah, I, yeah. like, Like if it was you and your husband doing it. Um, there is a spiritual connection there, but it's not something that's done lightly. It does create a lot of energy. It makes a better connection between the high priest and priestess. Being a gay man and working with my high priestess, there is some underlying tension. tension. And I'm not going to say that's exactly from me or from her. But I think you can actually feel that in ritual. I, I would be. concur. You would concur. Mm -hmm. But I'm never going to cross that line. Because of the drama. Because of the drama. If said boyfriend or girlfriend does not like or approve of this, there might be issues. What about sex within the coven? Coven members? I'm not going to let my first degrees, second degrees, or third degrees going around hitting on neophytes. <laughs> right. Or to be offering up the whole entire Oh yeah, here I, I can put a good word in for you to get you know your next degree if you you know one favor one favor, one favor. no because I mean that that begins that starts off that whole entire thing did they actually earn it or did did they get it because of the favor right this act which I think cheapens the whole entire point of the matter you mean the act well no the actual degree oh oh that's sweet. I mean, because degrees should be earned. And again, getting that degree is a spiritual matter. Yes. Not given lightly. It's not given lightly. To go from neophyte to first degree, you have to show certain spiritual growth. To go from first to second, you've got to show spiritual growth. No sexual favors. No sexual favors. It is a spiritual matter, not a physical matter. What about um, the Alexandrians? Not my tradition. Do you have an opinion? Not my tradition. <laughs> okay. Well, as witches in Wicca. Right. We revere sex pretty much. Yeah. It's great. It's wonderful. It's balanced. Again, I am all for a healthy sexuality for my coven members. I mean, it's a part of life. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, and it's a part of nature. So it's not like we can completely ignore it either. And we don't. But again, when you get the, this physical act in there and emotions involved, that can break that perfect love and perfect trust really fast. So your whole point is avoid the drama. Avoid the drama, if at all possible. Is the symbolic great right as powerful as the actual great right? Yes and no. Explain. Well, in our tradition, if the high priest and priestess do choose to perform the great right, the majority of the times 
the coven members are excluded from this. They're not there for it. Everybody's led out of the circle, and when they get done, you're brought back. While the energy for them is great, yay, everybody else uh, <laughs> is sitting there twiddling their thumb for however long this takes. Doing it symbolically, you don't have to lead all these people out for a period of time. They get to participate all the way up to the end. There's not that lull. I mean, personally, every time I've written ritual and every time we do ritual, we try our best to involve everybody as much as possible. So everybody's active in ritual. It's not a passive right. You're not sitting there in a pew or somewhere listening to someone. Yeah. Listening to a choir. You are participating. You're involved. You are involved. Somehow, some way, people are involved. From giving lines to being able to express yourself. Just adding the incense. Adding the incense. <laughs> you know, a lot of people might consider this, you know, a little dull and stuff like that. But the point is, you're active. You're, you're being a part of ritual. You're contributing. Doing the great right like we're talking about. There's only two people being active in this. To me, that would be a little awkward. Okay, I'm standing out here waiting for Lady Green Bean and, you know, Lord Frog. Lady Green Bean, Lord <laughs> Frog. Frog. To finish up their stuff. That to me is a little awkward. And then you're sitting back going, you know, <laughs> I'd hate to get done. And, you know, somebody would be like, well, night. <clears throat> Two minutes. <laughs> New record. New record. Uh, or, you know, oh, God, it's an hour later. How long does it take? I think he's doing it wrong. <laughs> so why do it at all? If the effect is the same with symbolic rate, right, why do it at all? Well, again, in our tradition, and most traditionalists, we're only concerned about what happens in our coven. Mm -hmm. And now to say that, the flip side of that is we normally don't put our nose in people's personal business. So what? So to. we try not to. So what you do at home is none of my business. So however you, we just did Samhain, yes. which will last night. So uh, no great right. No great right. No. No great right, but if you're at home and you and your husband are doing y'all's personal Samhain ritual that I'm not involved in, I'm not going to sit there and backhand you or give you a hard time if that's what y'all choose to do. It's none of my business. What if we weren't married? What if we were just two coven members? If you were in relationships with other people, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. If you and another covenant member were doing ritual together and nobody else was there and y'all decided to do this, this would be up to y'all. I would strongly discourage this because what's husbands, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends going to say? I mean, it's one thing to sit there and go, oh, no, I'm fine with this. As long as it's done in a ritual, blah, blah, blah. Now. It's what you say now. I mean, I remember a movie called The Indecent Proposal. Good movie. Where these people were like, hey, 
we'll do this for this much money. But as soon as the act's over with, the man and woman's relationship completely shatters. But didn't she keep going back to that guy? I don't know. I don't remember that, but it's the point of the matter. That they started out saying it was fine, then it wasn't. After the act. Strongly discouraged. I would strongly discourage that. And it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Do you think... Now, don't get me wrong. Am I going to stop two first degrees who are single and want to hook up? No. But I would remind them that anything in that relationship needs to be kept private and any problems that arise from that should not influence the other members the other members or temple itself or ritual because it's a bad break if they hook up and then later on they break up and it's a bad breakup you don't want me to have to intervene intervene no 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 no, no. because i'm going to tell you right now my ruling on that nobody's going to be happy no we're not happy anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you got to remember, when you're talking to high priests and priestesses running the temple, we're always doing what's in the best interest of the group, not what's in the best interest of individuals. The good of the many outweigh the right. need of the few. And if, the, if we had this situation and it is a bad breakup or anything like that, and these problems are not done privately and personally between the two people to make it more equitable so they can work together, my ruling will probably be, okay, buy the boat. See ya. See ya. Because I can see where situations like that could split a coven because one side agrees with one Absolutely. party and the other side be with the yeah. other party. Which I about said man and woman, but that's not parties. always true. Parties. parties. And that can cause issues. What about sex magic? Okay. First of all, sex magic is not an easy thing to do. It seems like it would be. It seems like it's, it's available energy. It's a lot of available energy. It is it is a lot of energy. It's I'm not going to lie about it. My understanding of it, and I could be wrong, is a a person would sustain from activities. How long? It could be up to a month or longer. <laughs> and during that process, they would make sure that they would be stimulated to want to. You're building up that energy. You're building up that energy. All right, which don't always works out well in the long run. Then a guy, you know, you go without certain things for doing certain activities for a while. <laughs> Either with someone or some self love there. <laughs> your body will take care of it without your <laughs> approval. I, you would have to speak for women on that matter. I cannot and will not stick my foot in <laughs> or my mouth. So, but yeah, there's a buildup there. So, and then even then when you're actually doing the act for sex magic, 
Um, you don't concentrate on the act. You concentrate on postponing the act and drawing it out as long as possible. I, I guess with practice, someone could do this. But finding willing partners to... And then what do you do? Let's say you get through all that crap. And then through. you finally doing your sex magic. Are you just directing this energy that you've built up towards something? Right. Toward a gold or a ends. Isn't there easier ways to, to get the same effect? Than... Oh, God, yes. Just doing a regular spell would be a whole lot easier. So where's all this fluff about the sex magic coming from? I think it's just what people assume. And especially when you start going back and you look at some of the records, the old records from the burning oh, yeah. times oh, yeah. and the witch trials and stuff like this. These people were, I want to say coerced or guided to yes. state that they did certain yes. acts that probably didn't actually happen. Because, you know, I really honestly and truly believe that the majority, if not all the people, like during the same witch trials and the burning times, weren't actually what we would refer to nowadays as witches. Right. And they were sort of made to, that they were doing these acts because they were frowned upon in society as a whole. Right. Yes, I agree. I think so. You know, I mean, it's like we're looking back. Let's see. I was born in the early 70s. <laughs> Not early. <laughs> Real early. Uh, 70s. And, but, in the time I grew up, it was starting to become less so, but unwed pregnancies were taboo. Oh, yeah. And that, that could really ruin a woman's nice. uh, life. Just by her reputation alone Just, now. And reputation and yeah. couldn't get jobs. Families would kick them out and all this other stuff. But nowadays, it's not treated that way. So there's a lot of these acts that they might have done back then or they thought were is the same stigma back then as that was. But times have changed. We don't have that stigma as much. Yeah, there's still some stigmas out there, but it's not like it used to be. Now it's definitely gotten better. Uh, yeah, it's gotten a whole lot better. Just think, again, just back in the 50s. The whole view of women being non-sexual oh, yeah. people in public and all this is completely shattered. And they're like, yeah, we like sex. Right. Just as much as everybody else, we enjoy it. And there's no shame about it. Shocker. Shocker. Go figure. <laughs> it is a lot of energy and stuff like that. But regular sex can do that, too, without all that buildup. So it's unnecessary. I don't want to say it's unnecessary. I'm just saying that it's done the way you really want to do and to get the maximum amount out of it. This is the process I understand. Again, I could be wrong. But in our tradition. In our tradition. Well, I mean, in our tradition, we don't actually even teach magic. No. It's very... We, we only teach the theory, and the only reason we teach the theory is to teach priests and priestesses how to counsel people when they do do spells on how they actually, how we think they actually work and what happens. It's not done as a practicality of using spells because one of our core beliefs in 
our tradition is if your spiritual life is in order, then everything else falls into place. Right. And you don't have to use magic. You know, most traditionalists I know, and again, I can only speak those, cast very few spells of any kind. It's a last resort type. It's a last resort. It's not a quick fix. No, no, no. It's not a quick fix. Uh, there's this long line of thought that you have to put through it. It's, it's a last resort. It's not something we do lightly. They can backfire as well. Well, I, I don't. I, I don't like the word backfire. They can take a mind of their own. They do have a mind of their own. All right. I, I don't like backfire because I think you've heard me. Uh, thousand times now be careful what you wish for you just might get oh, yeah it. mainly because people most people okay all people including myself have a problem defining what it is they really want sometimes you don't know sometimes you don't know it seems like oh yeah you know hey if this happens all my problems will be solved right and as soon as you get it you actually have more problems right it's the whole entire thing of you never actually make enough money because as soon as you start making more money, that money disappears to take on new bills and other things. So the process never ends. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. For those of us who can make a budget and really stick to that budget, that extra money is nice. It's banked. It's used for other stuff and it makes a difference. Right. But, I mean, again, it takes some dedication and stuff to follow so those budgets. discipline. To mean. follow those budgets. <laughs> takes some self-discipline. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me have any fun. I know. I'm, I'm such a stick in the mouth. <laughs> Traditionalist. <laughs> <laughs> what else would you like to know? Um... So, initiates, neophytes, required to have sex, no. No. No, 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 no. No. No degree. To get a degree, no sex is required for any degree whatsoever. Red flag. Red flag. All right? So, if somebody's sitting there going, hey, you know, you might want to follow the traditionalist path, but hey, if you do that, you're going to have to have sex with somebody to get the Untrue. Untrue. All the traditionalists I know don't do that. Now, we'll go ahead and put a warning out there. Are there covens out there who might do this? Yeah. Would you say leave that coven? And I would I, I would run from that coven real fast. Okay. Because I, I would start to doubt, are you actually doing a spiritual need here? Or are you... Is there a need? In, is there, is there a, a point? point? Point to this. Or are we just doing this to have sex? Is it a way to pass... I don't know if I can say this. We can say whatever we want. Is it a way to pass that power through? Again. Is that what's happening now? I don't know so much about that, but holding on to power that's not yours, I'm going to say is never healthy for, for an individual. <laughs> um I mean, because even in our tradition, we tap into forces of nature. Is that what you call them? And that's what I'm going to call them today. 
forces of nature, and that's not our power. That is, we borrow it. We borrow it, or we work with this energy. But if you're sitting there trying to hoard it and hang on to it, it does. Good luck. It's not going to work out right. Not that anybody. Honey jars. That energy. Okay. Okay. See, y'all are getting obsessive about those honey jars. Yeah. Um. What else? I don't think I've got anything else. You don't? You? No, I don't think so. Is there anything else that a neophyte would need to know or someone new to craft that they would need to know? I want to say that's going to be like one. Like I said, we've both seen it come up time and time Mm -hmm. again. And, yeah, the majority of times, if you're talking to somebody of traditionalist and you mention this to them, you're probably going to hear a bunch of jokes. Yeah. And those jokes are going to be, hey, I missed that part. When did we teach when that class? When was that lecture? When, when was that lecture? <laughs> when did that ritual happen? Because I wasn't invited. Um, and I'm not that ugly. I mean, I might not be, I, I might not be, you know, no runway model, but uh, it never happened for me. <laughs> it didn't happen for me. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'd tell people, yeah, yeah, if that's a requirement, you, you might want to rethink that group. So sex is good. Sex is good. Less trauma if you keep it out of um, your rituals. Out of your covens. Out of your groups. Out of your, out groups. your groups. Out of your groups. I mean, it, again, makes too much drama. What do you think? I agree. You agree? You agree with me? Oh ish. my God! Ish. Ish. Mine <laughs> ish. Ish. Well, it depends. Are you, is it a coven of two? Well, like I said, what you and your husband do in the privacy of your own home is none of my business, and I will not stick my nose in there. Too much drama. Too, too messy. Time. Too messy. Waste too much time. Waste too much time. Thanks to do. Thanks to. Yeah, things to do. I got people to take care of. And symbolically, it works just as well. Symbolically, I think it works just as well. I think we're out of coffee. I'm out of coffee. All right. Well, I guess we'll take this up next week. Yes, we will. With a new subject. From the magic hat. From the magic hat. You and your magic hat. You mean magic hat. Oh, God. You know, hopefully people will listen to this and make their comments and stuff like that. They'll tell me if I'm wrong. About the magic hat. No, about, you know, any of these subjects. Thank you for listening to Pagan Coffee Talk. I hope you join us next week. We travel down this trodden path, a maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. Thank you.